The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of the contributors and do not reflect the opinions or views of any agency, school, or the general public. This podcast is brought to you by the Langara Project Management Club. Hello everyone, welcome to Sustainable, a podcast where we explore topics related to sustainability. I'm your host Cesar Sanchez, VP and Creative Director of PMC. Each week, join me along with other sustainability enthusiasts who will share their journey creating a sustainable life. We will explore sustainable practices to create contribution towards a sustainable society, raise awareness about ecological issues, and encourage environmental responsible behavior in the community. So how do you become more sustainable? Let's find out. This week, I'm honored to welcome an amazing guest to a new episode of Sustainable. Patricia is a passionate student currently enrolled in the Environmental Studies program. She's also the current coordinator of the Sustainability Student Ambassador program at Langara College. Patricia loves animals and nature and is fascinated with the natural world. She can't imagine a life detached from nature and protecting it became her goal in life. Today, I would like to welcome Patricia Shabarowski to Sustainable. She is the current SSA, the Student Sustainability Student Ambassador Coordinator at Langara College. So welcome, Patricia. How are you? Thank you very much, Caesar. Thank you for having me here. Uh, I'm good. COVID was a big uh, adaptation and a challenge mm -hmm. uh, for everyone. I work with engagement of students and engagement usually requires a lot of person-to-person uh, -person communication. It's all about make people feel connected. And with COVID-19, we had to uh, shift that for online connection, which is completely different experience from what we used to have. And mm -hmm. it's quite challenging to keep people motivated and keep people connect with each other uh, using the internet because everything is online and we have so much uh, that we have to, you know, uh, try to keep their attention when they have lives on Instagram, they have YouTube, Netflix, mm -hmm. uh, a thousand of different webinars and yes. studies and work. So everything is online. And I think, uh, making people to volunteer online and keep, keep keep people, keep students engaged. It was a big challenge, mm -hmm. but nothing that we could not come around. Yes. Yeah, it has uh, certainly been difficult, I think, for all of us, including me, um, that I, you know, I, I'm a little bit more experienced with the education, but turning everything virtually with Zoom and everything, I think it's it, it has been a real challenge for me as well. So it's not like just the kids. I think everybody is pretty much going through the same thing and adapting to this new normal, as we can, if we can say that. It so, is crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. It is crazy because like everyone is living their lives in a different mm -hmm. environment, in their own houses, with their own families, living different, like different moments. And then we turn on the screen and everyone has to be ready to connect through yes. the computer. And it's so different to be in the same environment, in the same moment, in the same physical space where you can read others. Uh, and it's very easy to come across wrong when you're in like the online environment. So it's something that everyone has to adapt. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely one of the things that I think a lot of us are missing. 
from this uh, situation. So the beginning, what was your journey towards sustainability? What, what sparked that interest in you? Uh, I came from Brazil and in Brazil have so much nature. We are the most uh, biodiversity country in the world. I'm, I say that proudly. And uh, I always love nature and I always love animals. So I was pretty much the kid that uh, always wanted to be playing outside. I always loved to be surrounded about nature, hiking and etc. And this is always something that came really natural to me. When uh, I went to college, I started work, uh, studying food engineering. Uh, I quickly noticed that it wasn't my field or the area that I wanted to, to act and to work as a professional. Mm -hmm. uh, I said that that was a huge step to me because when I saw that I had like this course, it, which was uh, animal processing, and was terrifying to me. And then I became a vegetarian and later on life, I became vegan. Okay. And I think that pretty much talks like with all the love that I feel for animals and other creatures. So I decided to change my program to environmental science, mm -hmm. which I took at Rio and put me together with uh, all the wonderfuls of or the life available in the planet. So. Everything that we usually look just as soil, soil is a planet and a universe itself. Mm -hmm. And the life is so complex and so beautiful. And this, this simply like amazed me. And I never stopped being amazed by that. Then I decided to come to Canada and here I am. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm studying Alingara environmental mm -hmm. studies and um, very happy to be working on with the sustainability student ambassadors is an amazing opportunity to talk about something that I'm very passionate about. You know, help us really understand what is it, what's or what does it mean uh, to be sustainable? Sustainability can have different meanings uh, depending on cultural and depending even on personal uh, trajectory. So when I think about sustainability, I usually have those questions to keep in mind. Uh, so I always ask if the conditions of the environment are favorable to the human species to continue to live on the planet for a long time. Are we creating con uh, these conditions to keep living for a long time? Are we creating conditions for or a species to exist with quality of life because we don't want to live without quality of life. We don't want to create a society where uh, many have uh, life that it's full of suffering and degrading conditions. Other, all, others are able to enjoy a good quality life. So I think it's very important to say if we have equality. If we can say yes to that, then I can say we're being sustainable. Mm -hmm. and also can other beings, other forms of life, perpetuate with quality of life, fulfilling their ecological role in the planet? So are other species able to live their lives with their ecological purpose? If we can say yes to that, then we're saying that we're sustainable and we are uh, working together with the natural cycles of, of the planet. Right, yeah, yeah, and I think, yeah, I think that's really important. To understand. Sorry, were you were you gonna say something? 
Yeah, yeah. I want to add something. Yes. When we're talking about when we're talking about sustainability, we usually see those graphics where you have a sphere that is the environmental. We have a sphere which is the economic sphere, and we have another one which is the social. And where they all meet together is when you have the sustainability. Mm -hmm. And I do not believe in that in that uh, definition. I think that that doesn't speaks like the factual truth of the the conditions that we live. Because if we think uh, on the facts, we live in a planet, so we need certain physical conditions to exist. So the environment is what allows us to have a society. Without the environment, there is no society. Mm -hmm. And without society, there is no econ economy, right? You don't mm -hmm. see bacteria doing economy, uh, creating economy. Well, one can argue that, yes, but let's be honest, not like we as a species do. So we need the environment so we can exist as a society. And we need society so we can create economy. So I think it isn't fair to put everyone having like the same weight when one is what creates the possibility of another. Do you understand that? Mm -hmm. And I think I think this this model where you you gave, gave like different uh, scales for each one of the, those spheres. It's a model that if we used that, we wouldn't have the COVID situation that we do. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't have those big pandemics that that happens because this pandemic it's a symptom of how how we've been doing things wrong. Sometimes it's it's interesting to hear discussions saying we have this enemy, this invisible enemy, which is a virus, and we have to get together to survive this virus and thrive. But I I think it's uh, misleading to put one enemy, a virus as an enemy, or anything else to that uh, to that extent as an enemy, like a war, or when countries have like conflicts, we need to overcome the situation because this situation is it's our enemy and it's what is keeping us to evolve as a society. You know, when we clearly are doing things that will lead us to have more and more of those pandemics if we don't change the way that we see. Wow, yeah, I never really thought of it that way. I think one of the things that I really want to discuss is like, prior to the pandemic, how were, how well were we doing as a society uh, when it came to sustainability? I think we had no... Um, as a global society, we have all those different uh, seminars and talks and big studies. But when it comes to pushing policies, we are so behind. And that's not only Canada, but all other countries are so behind. And we are not really focused on, focused on creating more uh, equal, sustainable societies, but we are always focusing on growing in economically. So in like it's really clear that if we put our the center of our economies are uh, uh, the center of our lives to grow the economy where we cannot center our lives on be more sustainable or creating a, a better society. Uh, this should be our north and currently it kind of uh, 
uh, looks like it's almost like, okay, if we can grow economically, then we can see if we still have energy and resources to spend on being more sustainable and more equal as a society. And I think we didn't change a thing since, since COVID installed. So we, we didn't change the way that we think, see things. So people usually talk, hey, we'll have a new better normal. Mm -hmm. We have this situation which is ignoring this, the physical situation of the planet, ignoring all the loss of habitat, ignoring the uh, food security crisis that is up to come, ignoring the water crisis that is coming, ignoring climate change, ignoring uh, the arming of our, of, of our planet. And we see that with COVID, people want a better normal but we are not doing anything in that purpose. We're not doing anything to have a new better normal. Everything that we've been working on is to survive COVID-19 and then go back to business. So when governments are doing plans, they are doing plans to reestablish the pre-status of economy. So mm -hmm. that can have a big impact because if we need to push policies, those are not priorities anymore. They never were truly priorities, but now because of COVID, we have like the perfect excuse to completely ignore the necessity of creating better policies for the environment. Mm -hmm. And that has that is happening already here in Canada. It's happening in Brazil, the country I'm from. Uh, we have policies they're pushing back uh, protected areas. We have um, new. Um, new things that are coming that are, are uh, helping the fossil fuel industry. So uh, all this money, there's people money, there are taxpayers uh, tax money going to fossil fuels, the stimulation of the economy. So that's everything that we think about. And how are we going to establish a different normal if we're doing everything to, to go back to that stat status quo? Isn't going to happen. Mm -hmm. it, and it's not like we see uh, different graphs showing that we have like a better air quality for a few days in places like or for a few um, months in place like India, we have clean out uh, water on Venice, but that was just momentarily when the industry closed up, but now they are go coming back and they, they are coming back hungry for uh, for reestablishing their their position, their prior, the prior position, right? Um, am I being clear? <laughs> yeah, because I actually wanted to touch on, you know, what were the big impacts of the uh, of the pandemic? Like, uh, I don't know if you can touch on some, probably some policy, not just policies, but also, okay, we were doing this, we were trying to accomplish this, and then when everything happened with COVID everybody forgot about uh, being sustainable again and ignore everything. And now we're back probably to ground zero again. Yeah, but that's not what's happening. Like we are not back going back to ground zero. We're, we're making, like we're going back, you know. Uh, we had policies that are being pushed mm -hmm. uh, on trying to put a carbon uh, cap on fossil fuels and trying uh, policies that are trying to, to 
decrease the amount of money, governmental money that goes to those industries. And now because of the economy, they need to have those investments back. And they say, hey, we need to have investments like government's money into our industry so we keep uh, we can keep the economy uh, circulating and going as usual. So this is a huge step back because we don't want we don't want any uh, anything helping the fossil fuel industry, right? We want to decrease. We we want to go out of the fossil fuels. We want to go to clean mm -hmm. energy. And if they receive money, it's a market thing. They are able to sell their energy and the products on a on a, with a good price, and then the demand will increase. So this is the basics of how economies work. Work if they have uh, a way to put their product, their, their product and their prices uh, under under the curve, they are they will have more and more demand for it. So instead of like going uh, away from fossil fuels, you're getting closer to it. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think let's um, talk about a little bit of uh, the impacts of uh, COVID again, but in terms of the not so much of the political. I know there's a lot of uh, political, economical uh, involved in it, but so far, I think we've also seen a little bit of the change in the environment, not during part, but I think during COVID when we, are, uh, when we all were in quarantine. What was the change? I mean, what, how impactful was that? Just that short amount of time what was the impact of the environment? Well, I think when COVID break down, broke down and we had to quarantine, we saw uh, a big amount of traffic to decrease. So natural life that used to be uh, located in a certain areas of parks, they, they noticed that they could go outside. So. Uh, wildlife is started to to wander around cities and wander uh, around roads where they used to be like uh, run over by cars. And because there are no no cars, not so many cars, they could walk around roads and uh, go to other territories that they wouldn't have access to it. Mm -hmm. uh, another example is uh, when when industries had to shut down for a little while, we could see that the amount of uh, dioxide, carbon dioxide that was released on the atmosphere decreased in a significant amount. So people in some cities of India, they never seen the, like the youngs, they never seen the mountains, could see the mountains again, because mm -hmm. they don't, they didn't have all these smog of the industries on the sky. So it was like this new event where you suddenly have a blue sky in a place that is always gray by pollution because of pollution. Mm -hmm. And this was very interesting to see people um, having relationship with nature that they use it, was it, usually wouldn't because they aren't, don't have the access to it. So when they had like fish on the streams of Venice, that's not common, usually it's so polluted, but because it was less polluted because less traffic, human traffic, uh, then people could see fish and could see clean water. So that really shows what 
we would have uh, in the world if we didn't have so many human traffic going on. Another big fact, fact that uh, changed was the amount of uh, touristic traveling around. So less uh, flies equals less carbon dioxide being released on the atmosphere. Uh, they are a huge part of the amount of pollution that we throw on, on the atmosphere. So that had a big, big impact. And it was also very interesting to see people, uh, places that usually are very packed with uh, touristic tourists mm -hmm. uh, going completely empty. So those like natural areas uh, have an increase of populations of animals that could that could uh, have up offsprings because when you have like too many humans uh, around a certain habitat that usually has a big effect on the capacity of animals to reproduce so scientists could measure the amount of uh, animals that are success successfully reproducing and see the difference between covid before covid and during covid mm -hmm. so those are uh, I think that puts a little bit of hope on how, like, what could be if we start doing things properly and if we start taking care of the environment and take, uh, taking uh, climate change seriously. Mm -hmm. So this is, gives hope of the capacity of the, the planet to, to recuperate if we act fast. And I think that's something that will... Uh, stay in the memory of people because if you never saw a clean sky before on your city and suddenly you're able to see the Himalayans and the mountains mm -hmm. that's that's very big that's something that impacts on, on the way people think and they suddenly think well maybe you shouldn't be polluting that much mm -hmm. right and something that wasn't in the mind of of people now suddenly it is well maybe you should take care of the environment look all how cool is the planet? How how blessed we are of living in, in such a, a perfect environment that provides everything that we, we can possibly need, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, that's yeah yeah that's uh, true. So going back to uh, sustainability, so how will uh, sustainability play a role in keeping all of this? Well, uh, first of all, I I need to say that sustainability is political it is completely economic economical and political related there is mm -hmm. no way we can detach those things okay the decisions that we take uh, they have a goal in mind and these goals are the things affecting the environment which is mm -hmm. pretty much everything we need to live and exist but having said that uh Every, everyone that makes decisions, like the people, that, they are people, they are humans like us. And mm -hmm. if we have this mindset, it's because we have this culture. And a way, the only way that we can assess culture if, is if we change in an individual level. So I do believe there's no way we can change anything if we don't change it in ourselves first. You cannot, you cannot change something that you don't believe. You cannot change something that uh, you don't know about it. So the, it's very important. Uh, I think COVID came to show that sometimes it's good to slow down. Mm -hmm. 
it, it isn't the, the end of the world if you don't work 12 hours uh, a day or if you don't work 40 hours a week. And it's good, like maybe spending time with your family, it's worth more than a possible vacation to whatever you want to go at the end of the year, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and it, it has as many values as, as money or even more value as money. And having a park to walk around when you're not able to travel makes all the difference in the world. So you start valuing parks much, much more and seeing the beauty on that and appreciating the fact that you have this resource. You, can, you have a place that it's beautiful, it has clean air and it makes you feel good as a person that you can go and ride and near your house. You don't need to travel to go there. So mm -hmm. I think that that places a change in, in the way people perceive the environment. And it would be very, very good if we can keep that in our hearts and our memory. So that could actually fuel change uh, on policies and ec economy because we vote. Mm -hmm. uh, we are active members of society. So every CEO is a person that is seeking something because he has cer certain beliefs. And if those beliefs are, we need to create a more equal society. We don't need to consume to be, or our life has values because we are humans and we love each other. Then this is a different thing that he's going to, to uh, established as a leader, right? So we're talking about leadership and we're talking about people thinking differently on the environment. And I think that's very, very important. Mm -hmm. uh, we have all those things that went very wrong regarding the environment uh, on COVID-19. All the policies that were pushed pushed back, all, all the laws that uh, were overlooked because people are so focused on COVID that other things are uh, being disregarded. But we also had this uh, change on the way that we live for a certain amount of time. And we have to, like, it's weird to think that we have to, um, because of COVID, deal with yourselves. And that's what people struggle the most struggle the most like hey i have to be with myself without having so much to do to distract myself from and suddenly you feel this agony that you don't like so much that because we are not focused on our personal growth we're not focused on something that is good for the environment and for others but other things and when we stop what do you think and and have to leave and look at ourselves about it, then we feel this discomfort. But discomfort is good because discomfort, it's what makes you you grow and look for change as well. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people are so, such in a rush, they don't have the time to use uh, a reusable cutlery or reusable items. Right. They don't have time to think about this. They only, they go with disposables because it's easy. They don't have a second to stop because they, we have all those noises and all those uh, things that we have to accomplish during the day. And with COVID, okay, suddenly you have all this time to think about it. And I think that that can have like a huge impact on, on how we perceive the environment and the planet that we are. Because we are, we are physical. We, we cannot ignore the fact that we have bodies and we need like a safe space to be and to exist. Mm -hmm.
it's absurd that we live in a society that we value stuff there is like we value money that doesn't even exist as a number in a computer and we don't value the air that we breathe the same it's mm -hmm. completely insane it's absurd it's it's craziness right so i think people really start uh, to appreciate the presence of a healthy environment that's true and so with all that said what would you recommend for us as consumers to really think about when we go to the store when we go buy coffee because i know a lot of things have changed since COVID, and I think we're uh, pushed again to buy the things that we didn't want because now we can't really use reusables. So we have to buy another cup because we can't really uh, bring our mug. So what will, what can we do as, as as consumers right now? You know, to think about the environment. When you're taking care of the environment, you're taking care of yourself and others. Mm -hmm. so always kept that in mind that we don't need we don't need everything uh, that isn't being marketed to us you know all yes. those like media things that we need a new cell phone and clothes and we need to keep in fashion and having vacations you can be very much unhappy on a trip to Bahamas believe me you know uh, and when you bring this responsibility to your own life I think it, it gets easier to make those decisions because you don't feel like you're giving up something. I don't feel like I'm giving up uh, having a coffee. I feel like I'm I'm owning myself and the chance of be the person that I, I would admire in the future. So this is something like it's it's much more about like self-analyzing than anything else. Mm -hmm. And as mm -hmm. a consumer, every time you can, refuse. <laughs> <laughs> So buy as yeah. yeah. So buy as little. Uh, I mean, just buy the things that you need, and the ones that uh, don't produce as much uh, yeah. waste. I think that's the way that we can say. It. I was gonna ask you like about the organic stuff, but I think that's going way over uh, another topic. And I think it's. I think it depends on people, like when they buy organic or when they buy all these kind of things that are like super biodegradable things but they make it so expensive that it's so hard for us to uh, go for that one instead of like the cheaper one you're talking about eco products the thing is do you really need that <laughs> remember right, the thing yeah, is yeah. not buying something that is biodegradable is to refuse if you can do you really yeah. need that why why are you buying this why are we buying those stuff it's because we'll feel better we'll feel better for like five minutes and then you're going to go back to your chaotic mind full of agony because we are not really thinking on what makes us help mm -hmm. happy in the long term and we're not right. thinking what makes us happy and helping others you know you know what really makes you feel good about yourself when you're able to help others when you feel like you're useful when you feel like you're a good person and you're loved by uh, the people that are near you, your family, that's what you make you feel happy. Mm -hmm. Buying something just because like you have a party, it will make you feel happy for half an hour. And then you generate this huge waste. It's not only the thing that you're going to throw out, but all the chain since the oil being pushed back from, from the bottom of the earth 
to being processed, to transportation, and the huge amount of water and social inequality that are related to, to the chain. So that's all the things that you are pretty much avoiding if you say, hey, you know what? I, I might not need, need this item. Sometimes we do need, and then it's fine, mm -hmm. just buy it, you know? Buy an eco-friendly one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, uh, many, so many times we don't. Buy things that you need. Don't overbuy. Don't buy like the things that, oh, maybe I will use it, but you never use. So just be conscious of the things that we buy and buy yeah. the things that we need, not anything else right yeah. so in terms of um because i know right now you're part of the uh, student organizations so what can uh students do if they are interested in you know be being part of uh sustainability being part of this uh change first of all study uh i think it's our civil responsibility to educate ourselves mm -hmm. get together uh, with organizations that have the same goals as you. So in Vancouver, you have so many, you have the foundation, we have like different uh, organizations that that uh, go through those goals. Uh, look on your own community, on your own neighborhood, mm -hmm. what they're doing locally, because it's where you find support of other people that think the same. And if you're a student at Garrett, uh, come talk to these sustainability ambassadors. Uh, we'll have hold many, many events on the end of November. And you are totally welcome to participate mm -hmm. on these and events. Where can they find, can they just go on the website and look for uh, yes. SSA in Langer? Yes, they can go to the Langer website. They can go to the vote webpage and we'll also uh, promote it on the Instagram. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah, and I'll actually promote, uh, I put the link on the, when this uh, episode comes out, so they can actually check all the uh, initiatives that the SSA is involved within sustainability. And is there anything else that in Langara that students can access about sustainability? Because I know, I think Langara has uh, more programs right within it. Well, Langara has many uh, action taking towards to be more sustainable. Mm -hmm. We have all the all the waste management, we have the energy management that uh, saves energy as much as we can. Uh, we have green roofs and uh, other types of, of uh, sustainable activities. But for students, I would say keep tuned because Lingara will release a, a sustainability video that will be available for everyone. And we also have some courses that are very focused on sustainability. There are great opportunities to learn. So if you can, uh, depending on the program that you're in, sometimes you have like the opportunity to take a sustainability course and I would highly uh, recommend that. Hey, that's, yeah, that's perfect. And I do really wanna say thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for talking to, uh, to us about sustainability and the importance within the bar. So, so thank you very much, Patricia. Thank you. Thank you very much, everyone. If you like this podcast, don't forget to follow us in Spotify, Anchor, or Google Podcasts. Once again, thank you very much. Take care, and we'll see you next week on Sustainable. This podcast is brought to you by the Langara Project Management Club.